welcome to Nail Floss Just the Flat. I am Deb, and the gentleman sitting next to me is Doug. Doug, please explain what the hell patent troll means to me. Hello. Um, yeah, we're going to get a little serious um, at the beginning, uh, uh, beginning of this episode. No, I'm sorry, but this affects um, our listeners, and it affects us. Patent troll. Patent troll. Uh, what's going on is there's a company called Personal Audio, and they bought or fell across the um, patent which um, the description of is very, very loose. Um, but they want to patent um, and, and have a court uh, precedent about their ownership of the word. Podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they can need a dick on that one. So what's Internet, going on... Gonna need a little help here. So what's going on is they went and they looked at the top ten, um, like, you know, big people on, on podcasts on iTunes... And they are suing Adam Carolla. That's actually pretty funny. Mostly because I don't Well, like if you're not Adam Carolla, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, I don't see them winning on this, Doug. Well, here's the thing, Deb. Um, well, because you know are, what one of the other giant, giant monsters of podcast is, don't you? Nerdist. An no, earwolf. No. No. Marin. This American Life. Which I don't know if they've gotten letters the way that Nerdist, Marin, saying, and this American uh, Life. Adam Carolla, I think it's Adam Carolla Entertainment or Ace, the Ace Network. Like I said, like Adam, but I mean, this inter- I was going to say, This American Life was like the number one podcast for eternity because they were a very early adopter. And I imagine. Like, don't fuck with PBS. I would imagine Ricky Gervais has not gotten this letter. Like, um, so they're picking and choosing, which is really shitty on its own. But what's going on is that. Uh, there's a trial date set for September, um, and basically, if they win, um, and I read the patent description, and it does describe podcasts, but in a way that if you were to say, to describe, and say, hey Deb, I'm gonna get this patent on, uh, visual sprites moving from A to B. Okay, here's the thing. Hold on. I need more facts. Yeah, okay, hold on. Moving to A to B. That's video games. I own video games. They can either pay me... So what you're telling me is it's too big. Absolutely. Um, it's. It, I mean, it, it does encapsulate um, podcasts in terms of episodic content like put to a server things. remotely, so far so on. I mean, everything we do meets the requirements of this patent. I think they're going to end up beating a dick on this one. Sorry, Doug. Well, the issue is that... Part of the issue is that Adam Carolla spent $50,000 um, on attorney's fees trying to get the venue moved from the uh, personal audio's um, hometown of Texas, or home base of Texas, to get it to a neutral um, town because, basically, personal audio runs this town. They know the judges, they know the juries... It's a huge um, boom for that town. Um, you, you can't get a fair trial there. You can't. You think iTunes would be more involved in this? Uh, well, personal audio has already taken on Apple um, in terms of playlists, and they settled at a court for eight million dollars. Uh, basically, what patent trolls do? You were talking. You were asking me off air what a patent troll is. Basically, what a patent troll does is it finds a lucrative thing that's for free. They go, well, we're going to patent this or buy the patent or whatever, um, file it, and then sue. And the thing is, it takes a year and a half. It takes, I'm sorry, a, a year. It takes uh, $1.5 million 
to go through the litigation process. Most people will not do that. Apple was just like, fine, whatever, here's $8 million, just leave us alone. Um, Adam Carolla, Nerdist, Earwolf, um, Ace, us. We don't have that. Well, here's the thing, though. Did they move the venue? No, they did not. Because? I would imagine it's uh, some kind of attorney um, home field advantage that, that that's where the, the motion was filed, so it's there. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Um, Way to take it down a notch, Doug. But uh, basically what's going on is is if, if they win, if personal audio wins, um, they are going to own the term podcast. Um, they're going to own the kind of the quote-unquote technology behind it. Um, I think there's too many other patents in the way. Well, they filed literally, I, I believe, a year ago. It's a retroactive patent, which like I said, alone I, I is I think there's too much suspect. technology in the way. Um, and there's not a lot of internet uh, legislation. There, there, there isn't. Um, Congress uh, sent the president. Uh, the president actually, Obama came out and talked about patent trolling, and how we have to set precedents, um, which I completely agree. Um, but if they win, what's going to happen is they're going to own podcast, um, and the big fish, and and the small fish really, um, we're going to have to pay kind of a, a stipend to podcast. Let's be to honest, do the verb podcast. If we have to pay a spot. If we have to pay a stipend, it's the end of us. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, what's going to happen to this fringe community? We think it's. I mean, to us, it's mainstream. We we. I listen to nothing but podcasts. I don't really think it's mainstream. Um, yeah. It's but it, but I mean to us. It's part it, of my and Literally on this couch. Yeah, like I said, it's to us, it seems mainstream, but it's not. It's like this isn't a couch. Say it. It's a love seat. <laughs> Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. It's a hate seat. Like I said, this isn't a couch. Um, no, my apartment's not big enough for me to own a couch. That's kind of my point. How are you going to afford a couch when these people are going to be, you know, if, if they go, any money you make off of it, which we're under... <laughs> money we, are, we make. Oh, well, that's now, funny. Now, the BACN itself is completely under the radar. Um, BAC in itself has never earned a dime. Exactly. And they can't charge us for, or they can't take off, they can't get money for the money we've put in. Um, but if we were ever to uh, escalate to the point of, say, Airwolf, Ace, uh, Nerdist, um, even some of the smaller companies, they would say, like, you owe us like whatever five percent or, or whatever it is. I, I the, the number is not important and I don't. It's not established. My eyes um, are starting to glaze over. My point is that this is very important to not only our listeners, um, who I hope listen to other podcasts as well as we do talk about, uh, like I said, the Nerdist and Comedy Bang Bang and Nerd Poker and so forth and so on. Um, go to it's www.fundanything.fund fundanything.com backslash patent troll and donate, please. Um, I'm not asking you guys to do anything I haven't done. I have actually already donated. Uh, and you get a hat, you get a shirt or whatever. You get a, uh, you get um, a live, uh, you get the, the audio of, um, did a fundraiser with uh, Benson and Kevin and Bean and Andy Summers from the police. Um, 
and it's a great cause. So I just kind of want to start off the episode. Um, I'm sorry, it's a little serious. But you know, I I I really didn't want to have it at the end of the episode. So please fund anything.com backslash patent troll. Once again, I'm not asking you guys to do something that I haven't done. I've done it myself. I just poked my evil twin. Okay. So let's continue with things that are disappointing. Really, we're going to move after it. We're going to move past I poked my evil twin. Yeah. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to move past okay. that. How I Met Your Mother had its series finale. Ugh. <laughs> let's go with a big go fuck yourself on that one. Okay. Um, I'll let you take the lead on this. Why a big go fuck yourself? I, I think I have an idea. And I might be in the same ballpark. I cannot believe, I realized when you started, you had an end point in mind. You had a, a, a good point where you're going to finish in mind. That after all of the emotional growth you had your characters go through, you're just going to throw it all away in a 40 minute period. One character specifically, which would be Barney. You have him doing all of this emotional growth and learning to be a different person and a different human being. And then it's just gone. It's just done. Well, no, that's not fair. I mean, Robin's job ground on him. I mean, or grinded. Ground? Grinded. Ground. Ground. Yeah. You don't get grinded pepper, Doug. I'm sure you did like Guy Fieri's. That sounds like something could happen. Marco. Um, I talked about this on, on this week's damn, um... Barney's daughter was a huge emotional trigger for me. And I thought that showed a better avenue for character growth than his marriage to Robin. How did he end up with a daughter, Doug? Unprotected sex... Okay, at the end of a perfect month. Yeah. Is that what you're going for? Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love the plotline they have with his... It's the first time he ever felt, you know... Pure and true love being his daughter. His daughter being the love of his life. I love that idea. But how they got him there was utter bullshit. He and Robin were going to divorce. You knew that. You knew that from the Exploding Meatball episode. Neither one of them are wearing rings. Okay, you look at me like that, which is... You have this... I uh, found it to be a completely and thoroughly unsatisfying and bullshit episode. Also, fucking Ted looking like, oddly enough, Ted dancing with the gray hair at the end, holding the blue French horn. Are you fucking kidding me? I am not thrilled that they had him come back to Robin. I'm... No. Not thrilled at all. I... I, I like... I like the, the MacGuffin, I like the red herring from the first episode, and that's how I met your Aunt Robin. But to have the kids go, come on, we see how you two are, like, and and Robin says at one point, I think right before the wedding, where it's like, no, 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 it's after, it's it's on the it's on the finale, where she says like, yeah, what is the gang? My married friends, the guy I should have ended up with, or my ex husband and the guy I should have ended up with. I mean, they they telegraph it the whole way. Yeah. Also, I was I not happy. Had with a it. big bitch about them spending an entire season making you fall in love with the mother Tracy, and then just. Bam! She's gone. She's been dead forever. That was an internet rumor that... Um, well, I mean, no. That that was something they had teased. They, they, I they, still think it's lazy. It's lazy writing. 
I weirdly enough, we've it's talked, the same thing with her being sad and not seeing anybody for X amount of years while Ted's out whoring around. It's lazy writing. Uh, we lazy. Yeah, yeah. no, I well, no, we've talked about that. I completely agree. That said, I bawled like a baby. I bawled like a baby. Barney's daughter, um, the mom dying. I mean, she was this mythic icon of the show, and yeah, but I mean, they did a to have to have him talking to to have him telling his kids a story of his life and who he became to be able to be the person to be their father. And who he had to become to, to, to meet the mother. And then to have her, like, and he goes, the minute he says, and then she got sick, I choked the fuck up. Choked the fuck up. It took me over 24 hours to get over that episode. Like, I could not. The next day, I would still choke up talking about. Way to keep her as a magical unicorn, guys. Which is weird, because that's one of the albums that. Ted found in her room. The unicorns. We will cut our hair when we're gone. I want to hit you with my whiteboard right now. Only because my fucking nerd brain is awesome. No, because that episode made me that mad. The one where he sees her ankle? No, 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 no. The finale. Oh. Um, I liked it. I, I, there were aspects of it I didn't like. I, like I said, I, I really... I'm so glad. Apparently my life is going to be a closed circle from my 20s to, you know, when my spouse dies. My 60s, yeah. Um, also, I really wish they would have had Bob Saget be older Ted. Thank you, by the way. Because did you notice that Josh Radner took over the narration on the finale? Did not, no. Yeah, it was, it was him narrating as opposed to Bob Saget. And I was like, oh, come on. Like I said, I would have loved to have Pop Saget be older Ted. Because you don't see Daniel Stern in Wonder Years, right? No, never. Yeah. So come on, give give Pop It's not like the guy needs the money. Come on. Yeah, he's got his residuals from Full House. And uh, America's Funniest Tom Home Jackoffs, videos. yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about things that made us happy. Because if I just keep talking about this, it's yeah, let's, keep making me mad. I know, we just went from downer to downer. Veronica Mars movie finally came out, and we have waited forever to talk about it because we uh, just didn't have enough time with our guests last week. And you, well, and the and week before was, you hadn't seen it. So, yeah. Deb, I know you got me into Veronica Mars. Once again, I will let you take the lead on this. Am I just going to have to talk this entire episode? No. So, the Veronica Mars movie finally came out. Okay. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved it. There were quite a few kind of almost unfinished things that I felt in there, but I mean, that's that's kind of Veronica Mars. You never really get full resolve. I do like that, thank God, thank God they didn't take the movie as an opportunity to go back and investigate Lily's death again. I was a little worried about that. And they never got into the college cult, did they? Yeah, I'm okay with that. They did have a really funny reference, though, to, um... God, what... I can't think of the name of the family. Lily's parents. Uh, the, um... Uh, I want to say Drake's, but that's not right. It's it's something prestigious like that. Um, but uh, Mac ends up going to work for them. Well, Mac ends up going to work for them. That and the fact they've, they've basically, they've laid out that they've divorced, and then the wife is the one that shoots Weevil on accident when he's trying to help her. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was the, the point they never got. Did you think Weevil... Got... I'm sorry, sorry go ahead. Go ahead. 
That was the point that never got resolved, was, you know, the shooting of Weevil and the corruption in the police department. We'll get there. Kind of. Because they got, uh, they got the, the fat kid from um, Stand By Me out of there. Um, Jerry O'Connell? Yeah. Um, did you yeah, think Weevil's arc... Did you think Weevil's arc was a little shitty? No, I thought it was completely He goes shitty. back to the bike gang. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. At the end of it, he's in the hospital still. No! He drives off on a fucking motorcycle. He's allowed to have a motorcycle. But, it, like... No, like, in a group. Like, he gets out of the hospital, like, halfway through the movie. Are you sure? Yeah. Sam so could have to watch it again, though. Yeah, he drives off, like, with, like, with the, the... Whatever the... Uh, what do they call them? The, um... Uh, not PCers, but, um... PCH. PCHers, yeah. And he kind of, like, devolves. And you're like, well, that's weird, because, like, that's... Well, but it's one of those things Because you're like, oh, he's a mechanic, and he's got a kid, and yay! Like, Weevil got out. Like, you're happy. But then he's like, oh, they always pull me back in. No, they didn't! No, they didn't! At any point did they not do that? Um... <laughs> uh- they did, Radical hand gestures. Like I said, they did do something that I appreciated, which is her dating Piz. They did explain in the movie that they hadn't been together the entire time, that they reconnected about a year before she had gone back, and they had been dating that entire time. You want to punch something? Yeah, continue. No, no, I like the fact that they didn't have them dating the entire time, because it's completely and utterly unrealistic. Okay. Go ahead. Her and Logan, I have never liked. Just gonna say it. Her and Logan, I've never liked it. It is not star-crossed lovers. That's bullshit. It is convenience. It is codependence. Whenever they, yeah, oh, it's it's Buffy and Spike breaking a house all over the place. And I completely agree in terms of drama. It's great. But, realistically, if this were to happen in real life, she would not have blown off Jamie Lee Curtis. Nobody blows off Jamie Lee Curtis. No, she has impeccable intestinals. Exactly. Thanks to, not Yo Play, what is it? Um, Trivia? No, no. um, uh, Activia. There we go. We'll get there. Uh, In real life, she would not have. I mean, she would have been like, two, three days, I'm out, and I'm going to go... Bone, the guy that works at K-Rock or whatever Piz was doing. Um, I've never liked her and Logan. It's always been but you also destructive. The, the trigger for her staying was her father getting injured. If her father hadn't gotten injured and ended up in the hospital, she True. wouldn't have stayed. No, it's, it's because it was the continued exposure. Like I said, if she'd just been in for three days and nothing had happened to her dad, she would have been out again and it would have been fine. But, since her father was injured in the corrupt uh, sheriff station incident... That, that killed, kills what's his name? Yeah, that kills mustache. Kills mu- I was about to say that kills mustache. She had to stay. Um, I did feel pretty bad for Gia during all of this. Did you? Okay, this is Could the, mo- the movie. Life be worse. Your dad is a molester pedophile who ends up what blowing went, up in a plane. Yeah. Yeah, it ends up blowing up in a And plane. then you end up in this really... Okay, we're... You're gonna be blackmailed your let's, entire let's life. Let's just... I'm gonna say... Spoilers. I'll, so I'll many say spoilers. spoilers. So many spoilers. Um, and we're actually... We're not really been spoiling yet, yet until I say this. Go ahead. Of all the actors in this entire movie, 
the bad guy, was Martin fucking Starr. Who the fuck saw that coming? If you watch Party Down, if you watch Silicon Valley, that comes out, uh, uh, <laughs> that come out last week. This guy is not a, a bad, bad guy. guy. Which was if you right. watch uh, no, was... Knocked Up. Yeah, no, Martin Starr. Martin Starr's not a bad guy. He's not a villain. But then he's like, well, I'm just going to sit it. I'm going to buy the apartment across from you. I'm going to extort you. I'm going to snipe you. He kills what's her name. He, he kills, kills, he kills Gia. Gia. Yeah. And he fucking, like, stalks fucking Veronica like it was goddamn Jason Voorhees. Like, crazy time. Like I said, no, it was just one. I'm like, poor Gia, your life has just sucked from beginning to end. Like I said, you had this... No, except for that rich high school years, when she got pirate points. Yeah, when it got all taken away from her, and she became a social pariah, and then she ended up getting blackmailed for the rest of her years. And her, what is it, her fiancé was gay? Yeah, she was his beard. With, uh, what's his name from being human? Um... Sam Worthington, right? Okay. The the American being human, not the British one. But it's just like, damn, Gia, can life suck even more? Well, she gets shot in the gut by a sadistic sniper who may or may not be a caterer, <laughs> according to Rob Thomas. May or may not be a caterer. I I like to imagine that it's the same character from Party Down, that uh, he. W- Really wasn't mad at his blackmail being exposed, but he was mad because at some point they talked about soft and hard soft fiction, um, or science fiction rather. Because um, then Party Down, he's a huge fan of hard science fiction. What's soft science fiction? Uh, Star Wars would be uh, soft science fiction. What's hard science fiction? Uh, Star Trek. Um, things that, not to be uh, Spock about it. Um, but the things that kind of follow um, a, a logical scientific tenant. Okay. Um, as opposed to a crazy idea. As opposed to like the force. Space magic. You know what I mean? Use uh, the soft force, science Doug. fiction. Hmm? Use the force, Doug. I like Star Wars more than Star Trek. This is not a secret. However, uh, we're going to circle back around. Veronica Mars movie. I really, really loved it. It did everything I wanted it to. It yes. was not out of character. It no. had the exact right number. And she punched what's her name from the first two seasons. Madison. She punched her. Oh, Good God. for her. I've been wanting her to punch Madison in the face and say introduce that. Original enough for you? Was that was that the line? Here's the funny thing about that is that now that they're all grown up, if you remember, there was an episode where it's exposed that Mac and Madison were actually switched at birth and never switched yes. back. So I wonder if they ever dealt with that at all. You know, they can't put everything in the movie. No, they um, can't. I'm just saying. It was one of those things where I, I totally Mac and her actual, her biological mother kind of had a weird moment together. They did near the end of that episode. Like I said, but I mean, it was never discussed or talked about ever again. I'd assume it's it's very much family secret. Let's just move on. Yeah. Um, you've got a good life. You've got a good life. I mean, Mac really did have no, a Mac good life. No, Mac has a great life. She has a good, um, high-paying job utilizing her skills. Before, uh, if when we move off of Veronica Mars, we're going I, to I, in about two seconds. Go uh, ahead. Well, we're about to in about five seconds, because I do want to say Dax Shepard cameo. Oh God, he cracked me the fuck up. You knew he had to be in it. I was waiting for it. Uh, him being the douchey guy at the bar, and he's all like, "Hey, dance to nipples, penis, hey," and she goes, "Yeah, gross." And I was like, "You have a baby with him." Well, it's just one of those things where you imagine them at home together with their daughter, and you're like, I bet you guys are pretty awesome. I bet you guys are dicking around, watching Party Down, making jokes. Was Christian Bell on Party Down? Did she cameo? Kirsten she Bell? did. 
She did. She did cameo. Christian Bale. Did I say Christian Bale? I'm the caterer. I'm a caterer. Awesome. I'm not the caterer you deserve, but the one you need. But I'm just saying, I, like I said, I imagine their home life is pretty normal. I didn't normal. say Seattle pilot, but I kind of did. Like I said, Let's I talk about it nine times. Sorry, go ahead. So I actually have a random non sequitur. Throughout the whole episode, I'll just talk about the autopilot, and then by the end of this episode, it'll be fixed. <laughs> so I'm going to make some gestures at you, and then I'm going to talk about something that doesn't involve you. Point down wall. I don't know. Yes, okay. So it has now been about over a year. Go ahead, go do that thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since I got my Fitbit which mm-hmm. is the little motion and sleep monitor I wear on my left wrist. And I got my... my coma measure. Or coma bracelet. Yeah, my coma bracelet. It's been a year since I got it, and it, I, there are times when I have not used it as much as I should, but I have to say my year-long review of the product is overwhelmingly positive. And even something like... I, I cannot I cannot use the sleep information. It's just one of those things where most of the time when I fall asleep, I'm not coherent enough to remember to pop it into sleep mode. So, yeah, I was going to say, so when they figure out how to get it to automatically pop into sleep mode, I'm totally all about it. But I loved having this. I, I love actually being able to monitor how much I move and use it in my fitness. And frankly, if I didn't have Fitbit, I probably wouldn't be so damn addicted to Ingress. Oh, Ingress. The cause and solution to all of my problems. Wait, and alcohol. No, that's not Ingress. That's alcohol. But, like I said, overwhelmingly positive. I love my Fitbit. I don't know what their new product, The Force, is like, but if it's anything like the one I have, The Flex, then I think it is The so Force? Is that what they're calling it? It's Fitbit Force, not The Force. Go ahead. Say what you're thinking. Nice. Shoot rats. They're only three meters across. Womp rats? Womp rats. Okay, God so damn it. I don't have New Hope memorized that well. For me, it's more Empire and, um, and Jedi. Oh, Doug. Anyway, Dev Lopes or Fitbit? Newsflash. Doug. <clears throat> I know. I actually Photoshop it. I, I don't Photoshop it in, but when I do Photoshop you uh, in all the variants... Oh, you guys can see it, can't you? Uh-huh. I guess I never even think about that. That weird black bracelet on my wrist is my Fitbit. It's not and a... mine is my keep, my keep Doug Alive bracelet. Don't keep Doug penicillin. It's not penicillin. You can give me penicillin all you want. That was a joke, Doug. Okay, yeah, but they don't know that. Fine. Doug, do you want to tell them what your allergy is? Anesthetics. I have malignant hyperthermia. You're cold? genetic... No, hyperthermia. That was a joke, Doug. Relax. Uh, It's a genetic uh, allergy that's passed down. My grandmother had it. My dad's got it. Uh, I think one of my uncles has it, but he's not that high of a reactor. I am a high reactor. Uh, To give you an example... Don't give him an EpiPen. EpiPen would be fine. It's a joke, Doug. You just keep telling them not to save my life if they were ever in that position. Fine, Doug. Let's do don't a brief get, don't PSA. Don't give me the gas at the dentist. That'll kill me. Like I said, let's do a brief, brief PSA on what we can't give Doug. No, we already had our serious moment. We'll do a Yo Joe at the fucking end of this thing. We won't. So, let's continue on the downer train. Walking Dead finale. Oh, really? We're skipping whatever that oh, is? Oh, no, we'll go back. Okay. Um, I'm just... Popping around, so it's not. Walking just Dead Valley was not a goddamn downer. Oh, it was more of a tease because Walking Dead is not a particularly uplifting show. The fucking finale was. For fuck's sake, finally a finale that I'm okay with. Um, they finally, and this is 
this first part is all for Ryan uh, shooting the spoilers, gas. Spoilers! So many spoilers. So many spoilers. Um, this part is for Ryan um, shooting the Gap co-host, uh, who does not like character development. <laughs> he doesn't like. Let me rephrase that. He doesn't like. It, that's how it is. He's got a thing against character development. He is not about um, character-driven stuff. He's more oh, plot-driven. He, he doesn't like character-driven drama. He likes plot-driven drama. Yes, he okay. prefers the faster-paced uh, no, plot-driven. No, it's it's the difference between a drama and an action play. Yes. No, it's fine. Um, so sometimes so you have you have sometimes you just want to turn your brain. Well, you have the episode. I'll, I'll do this as kind of a preface to um, the finale. Uh, we talked about last week the kind of what the fuck episode. Ermagerd, uh, crazy bitch. Um, I don't know how to say oh. that in in Gersbrum's voice. Um, Judith can change too. Oh my god! Don't stab oh. the baby. Don't. I don't know. Like, oh. don't stab the baby. I don't care if it is okay. the apocalypse. Don't stab the baby. Okay, but I mean, episodes and episodes before that, when they have them finding the baby carrier with the blood in it, and you're just like, oh my god. It's Tyrese finding the 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 dissected um, wrath in the tunnels. It's the fact that um, early on in the second uh, second half of the fifth season, uh, fourth season rather, <clears throat> um, that the characters, one set of characters are kind of like half an hour or an hour or whatever ahead of the other group. Yeah. And the first group comes across, um, and this is it, literally written as a flashback, so it's almost reversed. The first group comes across like a log with a hutch with little live bunnies. Uh, and then you see like later on the, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, the, the first group comes through with a, a hutch full of like bloodied bunnies. And then does like a flashback to the other group that went before them, and they're live bunnies. And like Lizzie's a crazy bitch. We covered this last week. I could do a whole episode on Lizzie the crazy bitch. By the way, um, my point is that she's developmentally disabled. All right, she just no, she's not. She, she just doesn't understand. She adapted. She adapted differently. Um, she adapted wrong. You're doing it wrong. Oh my god. Hashtag you're doing it wrong. We're gonna start a meme, aren't we, with pictures of her and the fucked up shit she did and us being you're like, doing it you're wrong. doing it wrong. It's actually not a bad idea. Um But Ryan did was not I mean he liked the he liked the episode where Lizzie kinda lost her goddamn mind. Or finally came to the the ahead of like no, losing her goddamn no, mind. It's, it's the realization that it's gonna happen anyway, so But but my point my point is that they leave the train tracks and find this grove um, everything fucking happens in this little farmhouse. And then by the end of the episode, Tyrese and Carol come back out onto the, the train tracks to move towards Terminus. Uh, yeah, with Judith. I'm like, no, um, no, no, Yeah, no, the no. baby's still alive. The baby's fine. Well, yeah, probably malnourished, let's be honest. But, yes, uh, baby's fine. Um, and Ryan was like, what the fuck, that didn't go anywhere. And I'm like, yeah, not... Physically, but emotionally, it was a lot. It was Sorry, a great episode. The problem was they didn't physically go anywhere. Yeah. Um, the fact that they've been teasing Terminus since, I believe, the th- second or third episode. He just wants them to get to Terminus. He just wants them to all come back and to become, uh, once again, kind of a, a hero-enemy plot-driven um, just arc. Um, I, I mean, it, it has its place. Um, I mean, you and I are gonna we we could. You and I read the comic. That's not what the comic's about. 
the comic, in my opinion... Is completely character-driven. Well, with... It's very character-driven, but it's also just about the hopelessness of the situation. There, there are plot-driven... The I mean, the stuff... The, the zombies stu- are not the walking dead. No, the living are. Um, and if you read the comics, I mean, there's... I would, so I would say some some, some of the plot driven stuff. I mean, I would a, a lot of the stuff with, um, I would say right when I dropped off was um, Alexandria and Negan. Um, that seems kind of uh, like like an overarching. If you can imagine, it's like as like onion layers. Um, I I would say that it's kind of a a plot driven first layer, character driven second layer type of thing. Um, so it's kind of both, but it's characters driving the plot, so you still have the action and the development. Let's get into the finale. Um, they finally, my point is that they finally get the Terminus. Rain is happy. They've all walked where they need to walk. Um, he didn't like Lord of the Rings either, did he? Probably not. Um, I don't know. I don't talk about it much. Um, so, he... They, they all get the Terminus. Gee, what a shock. The Sanctuary is not what they thought it would be. Um, By the way, who is not... dumb enough not to realize they were being herded when they were getting shot at? Did you see it? Yeah. Did you, like, did you honestly think, like, if you looked at, like, where the bullets were hitting? Oh, no, no, no. After the first volley... It looked volley... like people threw those little, like, no, after the first... Fourth of July like popper things. After the first volley of shots, I'm like, you know they're being herded, right? And my friend Tony, who was our guest last week, he's like, duh. Well, and there's something I want to ask. Uh, I believe it was uh, 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 Scott M. Gimple that wrote the episode where I really wanted to ask where the title of um, the episode came from, which was A, the letter A. Now, they get herded into a train car where they meet up with the rest of the group, save for a couple. wonder how they're going to get out. But uh, save for a couple people. Uh, the group has been basically reunited in this train car uh, labeled A. Uh, when you come to Terminus, it is literally a place where point A meets point B. I mean, it's very much... Okay, here's what I think. It's a is the okay. beginning of the alphabet. They have, they're coming together, at kind of re-emerging. Like, no, that's why I think it's called A. It's, yeah. It's a new beginning It's a, lo- a lot of new beginning it's, stuff. It's a new beginning point. We're now at a new point A. And Rick says... Also, maybe A for Pretty Little Liars is there to leave her mysteries. No, Lord. Um... No you have Rick kind of reconcile um, kind of the pacifist farmer wanting a better life for him and Carl in this apocalypse versus the brutality he has to embrace to keep his son and his loved ones safe. Um, if you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. He had a dude's throat. He stamped a guy repeatedly who was going to rape Carl um, and I have, I have a daughter, I and mean, this is not a secret. I shudder to think, um... There'd be wh- a lot of stabbing. What I would do, so yeah, if my daughter was put in that position and I was there. That brutality that Rick portrays, while graphic, I am, I, I believe is completely justifiable. Um, especially as they're kicking the fuck out of Daryl, they're gonna rape, uh, they're gonna, they, they, and they say, we're gonna, we're gonna kick the, we're gonna kick Daryl to death. We're gonna rape Michonne. We're gonna rape your son, and then we're gonna kill you. And I'm like, in that order, I'm gonna bite out your fucking throat and shoot the rest of you motherfuckers. Well, it's really one of those things where they said we're gonna kick Daryl to death, and I'm like, no, you're not. No, because if Daryl dies, half your audience goes with you, um, whether it's guy or girl. 
Um, okay, as a lady... You can't kill him, he's a boondock saint. Like I said, as a lady, I totally adore Daryl. Sploosh. But it, no, not even necessarily because of that. It's not no so much that he's attractive, it's that he's interesting. Absolutely. He's resourceful, he's interesting, you want to see who he attaches to, what his mental plan is, how and he, he develops. And, and with the biker gang, it was like one of those... He didn't like them, but he knew he from the prison. Yeah. He knew from the prison, I need a group for as temporary as it may seem. I need a group. Like I said, it's fascinating. You, it's more that you want to watch the techniques he uses to survive than anything else. Claim. Um, I honestly thought he would claim uh, Rick and Carl Michonne. I thought he would claim them and set like a, a protective, like a, a, a patronus, so to speak, around them. Yeah, that's right. I went Harry Potter and fucking Walking Dead. What up? Um, Exterioris. No, that's to drop things. Come on. Blood together. It's a joke. I almost called you my coworker's last name because I say it so often. Um, and they're eerily similar. So, um, my point is that you have Rick at the very end of the episode looking through kind of the... The, the slats. The slats of the uh, the train car. And in the comic, and I, I remember this. I, I mean, I remember reading this line and seeing the, the, the very end of the episode. Uh, I'm sorry, issue... Uh, where it was, I believe the, I believe, I want to say it was a two panel spread on a page, where um, no, it might have been four, where he's looking through the slats, and now obviously didn't say it's in in the show, but they say it very close. Uh, I'm sorry, they they didn't say it's in the show, but it's very close. But in the comic, he goes, I feel sorry for them. Why? Because they're messing with the wrong fuckers. They can't say that on the show. But he says, in the show, they go, he's, they're messing with the wrong people. And I'm like, and there went Terminus. Fuck it. Rick, the dictatorship is back, but in a good way, I'm in. I admit, I'm still sad they've never done these straight up, and it happened in the prison when it happened. Rick, head down, eyes closed, proclaiming that they were the walking dead. I think he's said that before in passing maybe to, to Herschel or... Like I said, it was it was a very... It was a key scene in one of the issues where he's... Where the walking dead. Right, it's right after he killed, like, the first person for the first time. Not the first zombie, but the actual, like, first human for the first time. Shane? I, I'm, I believe was the first person he killed in the comics. Like the I said... First human. But then like he I digs said, him up to re-kill him after he realizes that they reanimate. Sorry, go ahead. Exactly. Which was really, really... Well, and I really liked well, like how they I did said, it in the show it's, it's with Carl. Of, like so. I said, it's one of those those proclamations, though, where he's just like, you know, we're the Walking Dead. Where are the time bombs? This is this is not going to get better. No. This is just. And how once it again, is. And, and they've talked, and they're they're talking spinoff already, uh, which I'm not a huge fan of that idea. But but I really want to see Better Call Saul. That's a different spinoff, and I'm down with that. Um, my point in, um, because I really want to see what's his name, uh, the comedian, um, oh, you know who I'm talking about. I didn't mean about. to throw you off topic. Yeah. Sorry. Um, hold on. What the fuck is the name of the comedian that's in, um... I don't know. It's escaping me. Or else I would have said it. Bill Burr. There we go. Uh, yeah, I really want to see more of Bill Burr. But anyway, uh, in Better Cross, I'll not walk in that. No, either way. And it's walking But you know, and you know, you know, Breaking Bad is a Walking Dead prequel, right? Did you know that? Everything's a Walking Dead prequel. Theoretically, yes. But technically, uh, when they start unloading uh, Daryl's... Oh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Merle's pockets, 
He drops a bag of drugs, and there's blue meth at the bottom of it. Spin off. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing with Walking Dead is that you're only seeing this no, it's ma- a maximum, narrow, what, 15, it's 20 a people very narrow view of the in Atlanta. Universe. What's yeah. going on? In, and they talk about this with Eugene and, uh, and Abraham. <clears throat> Which, by the way, since they're in Atlanta, I keep waiting for them to come across the Adult Swim and Cartoon Network offices. The <laughs> 5280 offices? Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Um, just some dead Adam Reed. Exactly. Um, and Matt Malero. But, uh... Yeah, but you're only seeing these 15 to 20 people in Atlanta. What's going on in D.C.? What's going on in Colorado? What's going on in New York? Let's, uh, you know, what's going on in California? So I mean, are we isolated in the U.S., or is the rest of the world just as bad? Yeah, I mean... Did they do a successful isolation they don't, And they Israel? don't know. Because apparently don't know. Israel's just going to close its borders, and it'll be cool. And if infection has taught us nothing, apparently Madagascar's okay. Yep, Madagascar's okay. India's fucked. India's so fucked. Oh, so fucked. I like that we... Straight jump to a game on that one. If infection has taught us nothing, it's fairly realistic. There's only one port, and the second anything happens, they close it. Thank you, Madagascar, for trying to stop the spread of illness. But fuck your movies. Um, except for the first one. First one was funny. You're giants. Where do you hail from? New York. All hail the New York Giants. That was funny. David Swimmer. As the neurotic giraffe? Come on, what else was he going to play? Nothing, so I don't have to look at him ever again. Did you ever see Fat, Run Fat Boy Run? Yes, yes I did. Hmm. Hank Azaria was hilarious in that. Was he the landlord? No, Hank Azaria was the love interest. On Run Fat Boy Run? She had a kid with Simon Pegg, and then she started dating Hank Azaria. Who oh, okay. Her. Right, right, right. So, oh yeah, she's not the love interest of Simon Pegg. It's, no, no, That's where I was like, wait, what movie are we both talking about? That No, it was the Indian girl whose name is escaping me that was supposed to be, like, vaguely his love interest, but she was basically just blackmailing him. Yeah. God, it's been a long time. Probably doesn't hold up. God, I'm trying to think of the, the, the disease they made up to try and get him into the charity run that totally failed. McGregor's. No, it wasn't McGregor's. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> Probably sounded more sinister going into the can, didn't it? Well, I'm just going to throw you under the bus now. Mm-hmm. So, Doug, let's tell us about your new pursuit that you got forced into. Somebody is DMing again. It's an integral pursuit. Um, <clears throat> last week I had my first DM session, or a D&D session where I was DMing. Um, I will have my second one... Um, after we record? After we record, yeah. I'm going to go see uh, a movie, possibly. Um, what movie? What do you think? I'm looking at the backpack. What do you think? Oh, is that out now? Oh, that's right. That came out yesterday, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, if I don't see it today, I'll, I'll, I'll see it tomorrow. Um, which is Captain America 2. Or if you're listening to the damn Captain America 4. Um, <clears throat> I got weirdly confused on the order of movies. Um... The DM, the DM went, uh, the DMing went really well. It was a good session. Um, I, you know, once again, getting my DM legs underneath me, I, uh, lost track of a bit of their initiative roles, and, um, but once again, I learned from my mistakes, um, and the, the part of the story, the, the part of the campaign we played was a, kind of a very straightforward, uh, escort mission, 
uh, for them all to meet and introduce themselves and to protect this asset. And then once they get into this town called Wood Warren, which sounds a lot like Woodbury, mm-hmm, um, they get into this town, their esc- uh, the, the asset they were escorting is immediately assassinated, and that's where we left off. Because um, I'm like Kirkman. I'm like R.R. Martin. Like, I'll, I'll kill whoever I need to kill to keep you guys interested. You mean you're like Whedon? Wash and Zoe were supposed to survive if they wouldn't have gotten canceled. He said that in an interview. Whedon has said that in an interview. Wash and Zoe were going to be the two, the, the couple that survived. I was thinking more like Tara, but okay. Well, Tara didn't. What do we. No, no, Whedon said. Wait, what? Tara and Buffy. What about it? He totally killed her. That's what I'm saying. Whedon said in an interview that Wash and Zoe were going to be the one couple that survived. They were such a good couple, too. Which, I mean, he ended up giving to Simon Tam and, um, 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 uh, uh, Kay- Kaylee, Kaylee. I-, I-, I know the actress's name is Jewel Strait, so, um, so I'm glad that, like, they survived, but it was a rocky road between Firefly and Serenity, but, like, well, you know, killing like Wash on fucking, which, by the way, spoilers, fuck you if you haven't seen it. Why are you listening to this? Also, the movie came out, like, what, ten years, years ago? No, not ten. Well, probably dangerously close. Not ten. Well, ten years ago it'd have been two thousand three, no two thousand four. So. Wow, it might almost be ten. Yeah. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so fuck you for not seeing a movie ten years ago. Um, Thank you, Doug. But uh, God, man, when they fucking kill Wash. Oh God. I'm a leaf on the wind. Don't say that. I'll cry. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, if you say, I'm you, a leaf on you, the wind. You remember the leaf, I mean, remember the opening of the show, though. Mm-hmm. It's him in the cockpit playing with toy dinosaurs. Oh, I'm so, yeah, on the pilot, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we will call this land, this land. I will call it the land of your, uh, what I'll is it? I'll call it your grave. Oh, Curse your it's in sudden but inevitable <laughs> betrayal. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, the ship is crashing. <laughs> um, like I said, it's just one of those where you're like, that was the introduction to the show, and that's when I fell that's in love with it. That's how you met Wash. Like I said, that's when you fell in love with it. You're like, yeah, this is, you know, kind of a, a futuristic space pirates type of thing going on, but there's still this nerd playing with toys. Just that, uh, the scene, the episode where, um, uh, what is it, Simon, uh, Simon gets abducted by the hill people, and they save, um, they save River from being burned as a witch. And it's just that, uh, we just saved you. What does that make us? And then Zoe goes, big damn heroes. Big damn heroes indeed, Captain. And it's like, goddamn right. Fucking weaknesses. that Janestown might be one of my favorite episodes of that entire series. Why wouldn't it be? Adam Baldwin randomly going back to a place they'd been before, and he's some local folk hero. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, what is it? It's the lines uh, Simon keeps repeating. No, no, this is what going crazy must feel like, or going mad must feel like. Exactly. Like, everything that happens, he goes, that's what going mad must feel like. No, no, I'm sorry. This is what going mad must feel like. <laughs> oh, mutters blood. We should probably move on. Yeah. So you showed a co-worker rejected. My spoon is too big. I am a banana. Um, my co-worker, who is significantly younger than me, um... 
No, there's something very satisfying about showing somebody things that you love they've never seen before. Especially because she chucks some of the viral stuff at me and I go, well, I'm laughing, but there's something behind that that informed You're it. like, there's another layer that you don't know about. Where it's like, this is kind of what led me to finding this funny. Let me kind of show you. It's like getting into, um, what's a good example? Um, Empire of the Sun is a band where I'm like, oh, if you like Empire of the Sun, you should probably check out Adam Ant and David Bowie if you don't know. She didn't listen to Bowie. Uh, that's an example. She doesn't know who Empire of the Sun is. Don't worry about it. But she I'm knows like, who David Bowie, Bowie is. Um, Bowie. And really, Bowie, Bowie, Bowie. I had a conversation with somebody recently about how Firewalk with me was why we have the podcast. Uh, that was me, and you're actually... You corrected me. I'm wrong. Uh, it's Tony's fault we have a podcast. Yeah. Because he wasn't there to watch Zoolander with you, which led us to David Bowie, which led us to David Lynch movies, Fire Walk with me, because I was mad at you <clears throat> about not thinking about that when David Bowie cameos. But you do think of The Rejected. Hunger. But the Hunger The Hunger was not a fucking cameo. That was... I didn't say The Hunger was a cameo. No, but I believe it was on your list. Of David Bowie movies? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a cameo. No, I had cameos, though. So it was Zoolander, Firewalk with me. Um, this was like literally over a year ago. The Mad, like the Prestige. There we go. The Prestige. He plays, plays Tesla. Um, plays which Tesla. Is fucking brilliant. Um, what were we talking about? Rejected is amazing. Uh, Don Hirschfeld, check it out. Betterfilms.com. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna hashtag shit out while we uh, record. Uh, but no, I showed her Rejected, and she was like. It was one of those, like, blank face, but I could tell she was just taking it all in. Where it's like, she's like, she wanted to laugh, but, like, everything was like hitting you, her. Like, you almost hear the beeps and twitches if the connection's happening in her brain. My anus is bleeding! And then she's like, okay? And it's like, my anus is bleeding! And then it's, like, floating in, like, the butt blood. And she's like, what the? And I'm like, welcome to my world. Oh, I wish everyone could see I have my palm to my face right now. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. Uh, this is not Doug-related, super separate. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine and I, we share a Nook account, so we all read the same books. There's a series of books that she and I have been reading for a few years now, which is, like, our guiltiest pleasure of all. It's called, uh... It's African-American Bodice Rippers. It is not, actually. Oh. However, it is That was called... a joke based on the name. Oh, let's just say it's Brotherhood of the Black Dagger. Whoa. They're vampire, basically, girl porn novels. I was thinking They're, it was gay African-American porn novels, no, but all right. So here's the, this is like, I want to say like book 50. Dagger? I didn't even know her. This is like, high five. This is like <laughs> book 15 in the series. And I pre-ordered it a while ago, because I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to read it no matter what. There's a very obvious point in the book where I can almost see like the, so this book is due and I'm bored with it. Black! Gonna be done. The like young, the laziest writing I have ever seen. The what is it? The what's the Patton um, Patton Charlie Theron movie? Uh, the young adult moment Maybe. where you realize what? Oh, I've never watched it. You've never even watched Young Adult? Oh fuck, it's so good. I'm sure it it's is. It's Devil Cody coming back from Jennifer's body after doing Juno. Um, uh, basically, Charlie Theron is a uh, she writes like a baby. Yeah. She's like a ghostwriter in a baby a babysitters club esque type of um, series of books. Well, that sounds painful. But she's got writer's block and um, 
can't write the character from that age, and it's you watch it. Anyways, sorry. So Patton what, is amazing. What moment are you talking about here? Uh, the fact that she gets like writer's block and is like, and then I went out with my boyfriend, and then this happened, and I don't give a shit anymore. No, that's that's essentially what happened. Is she she made it to this kind of really interesting place plot wise, and she's built up all of these other storylines. She over, the author. Yes. Okay. Over a bunch of J.R. Ward. I was going to say a bunch of other different books, and admittedly, there's subplots in it that I just don't give a fuck about. But I can like almost see the minute where she's like, "I'm bored with this." Blah. This is going to happen now. This plot, looks, like I said, this plot doesn't exist anymore. This plot doesn't exist anymore. I decided I didn't care about this one. I think we're done here. After 15 books, I mean, you and I have talked that I have got an idea for a 12-book series, and I shudder to think how the fuck I'm going to fill that. Well, it's also just one of those things where they, they had a big bad in this series. Didn't make a single appearance in this book. Nothing. So they have a big bad over the course of 15 and then plus books. Uh-huh. And the ba- the bastard doesn't even show up on the last book? Well, it's it's, it's a big bad plus his, you know, Minions. paladins. Yeah. Okay. Hmm, nothing. Okay. Like I said, blah! It's yeah. the, I'm on a deadline, I'm contractually obligated to do this, I yeah. don't care. When you see the when you see the movie Young Adult, you'll, you'll get my reference on it's a young adult moment. Where it's and like, then I went out with my boyfriend. Yep. That makes me laugh. They can't see us doing typewriter hands. No, we're doing typewriter hands. <laughs> so, we we're, doing, we're doing monkeys doing Shakespeare typewriting hands. We're going to need somebody to start taking pictures of us, aren't we? No. Good, because I don't want to have to put on makeup for this. Me neither. I also had a weird moment. Um, These cheekbones are abysmal. We're not going to talk about your chubby face. <laughs> oh my god, that was a joke, Doug. I don't want to. No, it wasn't. <laughs> chubby is not how I would describe. That's it. it. All I'm. That's it. I'm only having a diet coke a day. I'm going on the machinist Jared Leto fucking diet. <laughs> Assholes. Is this what you want? As I'm a skeleton. Um, which, by really, skeleton, no, no, I would no probably Matthew, get down to my... No, no Matthew McConaughey to hell this Fires Club diet? It's easiest diet of all. Get AIDS. You just said that out loud. Yep. Apologize. Nope. <laughs> You've been hit with a whiteboard. To move on from that, since you're a dickbag, mm-hmm. uh, I had a weird moment. You know, you have those moments where you realize, wow... I'm a lot more of an adult than I ever intended on being. Nope. Never? Not yeah, really. I have one of those. I do have a child, Like so. I said, I was recommending a cleaning product to a friend. That was one of those. Is it that glass things. stuff? It's not that glass stuff. Oh, it's so, so good. It's the Kaboom stuff that you spray on blue, and then when it turns on, when it turns white, it's clean, and you scrub it off. That's a thing? It's a thing. It's awesome. Well, it's just one of those, wow, I'm a lot more of an adult than I ever realized. I just recommended a cleaning product. Yes. I was super fucking right last week, bitches. Yeah, the, inter- the internet corrected. When I say us, I mean me and our and guest, Tony. Tony. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Kiedis was indeed in uh, Point Break, uh, not, not Flea. And speaking of movies with Anthony Kiedis and Flea in them, uh, in The Chase, the other cop, not um, uh, Henry Rollins, but the other one was not uh, Michael McShane, but uh, the other fat guy in my brain. Um, it was Josh Mostel, who you might remember as... Um, he was kind of the scientist in 
Richie Rich. No, that was Michael McShane. I'm sorry. Um, Josh Mostel was the principal in uh, uh, Billy Madison. Okay. The one no, that no. used to be the wrestler. Yeah, no, I know. Exactly. But you can see where I'd get him and Michael McShane no, confused. I can see where you get them um, But that, yeah, that's it. I mean, not not terrible. Um, yeah. So, you know. Uh, I'm not at, saying all fat people look alike. I'm not saying that. Living on They're to not the a race. I made this week. Deb is sad. I was going to say, as you guys have probably noticed, due to my lack of output, I've been going through a pretty severe bout of depression. And this week it's gotten worse. Due in no part, I mean almost essentially in all part, due to my work. I've talked before about how I'm sorry I made it look fucking easy. But you're just expecting way too much of me. I can only do so much. There's only certain things that I am physically capable of doing. Hey, guess what? Meat takes longer than 20 minutes to thaw out. Fucking deal with it, bitches. I could go into so much more... Be for yourself. I have internet porn. Sorry. Like I said, I could go into this, like, so much more in detail. And there actually will be a little bit more when I talk about it on social contract. But it's just one of those things where you can only expect so much from people. Dude, seriously. Doug has an opinion on this. Doug, Listen to damn in a couple days to hear it. Listen to damn for the follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> on mistakes Doug made this week. Doug, you'll, you you'll take the lead here. on one, and I'll take the lead you on the second. You walked in here with a fantastic binder full of your DM I have the entire DB campaign in one binder. My mom is a... Excuse me. It's almost Trapper Keeper, but it's not named Brand. No, and it doesn't... It's not Lisa Frank. It doesn't have a little velcro Something that or a trapper keeper. No, it's no. it's just a three ring uh, binder. But um, <laughs> yeah, I have their entire uh, campaign, campaign uh, with uh, maps, character notes, uh, plot, uh, 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 the uh, the pages I need from the monster manual, not the whole thing. All wrapped up in one nice, neat, tiny package. Um, I don't know how that's a mistake. It's. You'll never be a more organized DM than me. That actually more has to do with the fact that you are incredibly organized, so even when it's something that shouldn't take up this much of your time, you pour that much of yourself into it. I literally finished writing their entire campaign, knew how it would end, and went, oh shit, I have nothing to do. And then started looking through the pages and going, well, you know, what I could do is I could email myself Castlevania map. Shh, they might listen. So, Cajun Lock. Cajun Lock, uh, the other mistake I made. Um, hot on the heels of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returning, I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll remember this, but uh, we talked about how I was really excited for, uh, I think it's J. August Richards, mm-hmm. or Richard August, whatever his fucking name is, Gunn, mm-hmm. um, coming on, and he's I call... He's looking really I, thin. Huh? He's looking really thin. Well, that's because he's not muscle mass anymore. We'll get to that in a second. Um, I called him out as Luke Cage. You were wrong. I was way wrong. He's Deathlock. Of all the obscure characters, Marvel. I mean, and they pulled out Graviton for fuck's sake. Deathlock, which I love. Um, I was a huge fan of his reboot in the 90s. It was one of the um, comics I bought at this little shop in Glenwood Springs. Um, I mean, I remember, I remember, I remember the, the, for the first cover of him wading through the cybernetic cables on the, on the cover um, on, on the first issue of his reboot. Um, I love Deathlock, and I'm glad that I was wrong. Um, but it was one of those, like, when they gave him the artificial leg, and it's like, 
this cyber it's not cyberdyne it's that's Terminator. um cybertech uh, designation deathlock and i went oh shit and then they do the multi-layer scan on him on this last episode and you see oh, almost yeah almost a death clock a, a deathlock um yes. well like the way like you know that he had like part of his head removed so i mean he's, he's basically a rotting corpse uh cyborg with a pacifist um scientist a brain in him um that wakes up halfway through a military mission is was the reboot so to have like someone who just wants to do good in this body and he there's a line where um they go like michael richardson don't do this and he goes michael richardson is dead while he's like almost crying and you're like oh fuck it is very much yeah rocks in uh uh cyber tech uh versus kind of his conscious um in the death lock body so i'm very excited uh being that after uh, a couple weeks of hiatus like it's it's fucking on for shield there and arrow and arrow which we will talk about next week he said well we have one last thing to discuss which is social contract asshole it has been a very yeah i do like i said it's been a very well-known phrase in the tech industry for quite some time but i think it applies to pretty much everyone a lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part Listen here, dickbag. Just because you didn't fucking think ahead doesn't mean you should fuck up my day. This is because I left my 16 gig external drive at work, isn't it? God, absolutely not. I know, I just wanted to see it. This has to do <laughs> with quite a number of things. Some of which having to do with my boss, some of which having to do with people. I cannot pull a hundred people catering party out of my ass in six hours. And do my regular day-to-day work. No, nah, it took that chick how many days to fuck how many dudes on, in snuff? I mean... I don't know. I hated that book. I liked it. That was one of the ones I threw across the room. What was the other one? Um, it was one of the Jim Bridger, um, Harry Dresden finals. No, books. no, I meant Apollo next. Because I don't think you like Pygmy either. No, I was okay with Pygmy. I love Pygmy. But... Pygmy was a little hard for me to get through. Just because of the... Yeah, uh, the English. Yeah, but I mean, no, I, I was fine with Pygmy. No, it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm it's sorry you didn't anyway. plan ahead, but that doesn't mean that I should completely fuck all of my that shit That doesn't up. mean it becomes, yeah, your problem. Like I said, let me fuck everybody else in the entire world that needs me to do things, because you don't know how to plan ahead. And since you and I are both planners and organizers, I lay things out, fault. especially mentally, days now, and weeks ahead of time. Like, this is the time I have for this, this is the time I have for this. Well, I have your head book. You have your head book, and I have my mental to-do list. I like how you look confused when I say head book. Well, I didn't know where I was going to go after, because I know we're running a little over, but I was going to say, speaking of books out of my head, have you goddamn finished mine yet? Yeah, we're done. Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our supervillain friend of the show, Solomon Grundy. Hello. Well, March Madness is over. So, Mr. Grundy, what do you think of madness? March or otherwise? Grundy no like madness. Grundy pot tree. Trees get madness. Tree madness. What, what is tree madness? I don't, I don't know. I think I meant tree sadness. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickberg. 
You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!